Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Okay, so we're joined here today by Pretty Mudgill. Pretty, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, Dave. Thank you for this opportunity. Hi, everyone. I am Preeti Mudgill, founder and CEO of Periphery. Periphery is based out of Chappaqua, which is a suburb of New York City. Periphery is a hearables company. We make smart earrings. Think of smart earrings as essentially wireless earbuds that work like earphones, but look like earrings. And because of the form factor, they have several advantages over traditional earphones and earbuds. Um, They're very hard to dislodge because they're attached to your ear, which means you can wear them fearlessly without fear of losing them. Um, But the bigger advantage that we have because of the form factor is that they are at your ear when you need them. In the case of earphones and earbuds, you know, you wear them for a few hours and then you put them away. But earrings stay at your ear. And I think this means that people are going to be getting more used to using their smart assistants because they are available at all times. So I feel like with form factors like earrings and smart glasses, the adoption of smart assistants is going to increase. Um, The other thing that's obvious about earrings is that they are a style statement. Mm -hmm. And we realize that women would not want to wear the same earphones day in, day out. So therefore we made the fronts of the earrings interchangeable. So we have a tech module and that tech module can work with a number of earrings. So in a nutshell, our smart earrings are an amalgam of fashion and technology. I love that. That's so cool. And, you know, I wanted to bring you on today because, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I've been following you. I've been following uh, Periphery for a little while. And I think it's really interesting because I think that, um, you know, it's, it's becoming pretty obvious that this idea of having, you know, like a mini computer in and around your ears, pretty compelling as evidenced by just the massive rise in these types of devices uh, in the longer usage and really all the utility that's now being built for these devices. And I know that we've talked about, you know, this idea of, um, you know, it's not necessarily, I don't think going to be like a one size fits all. Everybody's going to be wearing the same thing and there's just going to be this uniformity around everybody wearing, you know, the same type of device. I I really do think that there's going to be a lot of variety into that. So that's the conversation that I wanted to have with you today. And before we really dive into that, I want to hear a little bit more about Periphery and sort of the genesis of your company. You know, how did this whole thing come about? So this was about four years ago. Um, A group of us were having lunch and each of us had our smartphone resting on the table next to our plate. Now, as mothers and working women, we all wanted to make sure that we did not miss any calls or messages from our kids or from work. And the only way to allay that anxiety was to make sure that the screen was inside. And we used to joke that all the etiquette books that say, you know, where should you put your fork and your knives and your um, glasses should also have something about where to park your smartphone on the table. (laughs) And uh, there was also this video about about then where um, the tennis star Serena Williams was at dinner and she had her phone sitting on the table next to her. And this man, he walked past the table, he picked the phone and he just walked away with it. Now, because she's Rena Williams, you know, she chased him down, she got her phone back, but 
For the rest of us, I think we need to be more careful about how exposed our phone is. And also the fact that if you have the phone on the table, you're distracted. So you're not quiet in the moment. So uh, this got me thinking that we needed something, some way of being connected without having our phones out in the open. Um, there were two fashion startups about then, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Ringley and Covert Technologies. And they were both working on notification devices. Um, they both did a great job with their fashion tech devices. But uh, then Apple Watch came out and Fitbit, and they had so much going on with the messages showing up on the screen that uh, neither Ringley nor Covert is around today. But even with the Apple Watch and with Fitbit, we felt there was a gap between the wrist and the ear. Uh, I don't know if you've used your Apple Watch to take calls, but it's, it can be awkward to hold mm. your wrist to the ear when you are talking into your watch. Right. So it, it was a confluence of all these three factors that women needed to be connected in a way that was eyes-free and hands-free, that they needed a wireless headphone solution, and that it had to be near the ears. And so it had to be something that was stylish. There's a number of things I want to touch on from that. So first of all, <laughs> the smartphone, you know, like the etiquette of where you put it on the table, that's like, I could see that being like a bit and like a curb your enthusiasm episode. That's so, <laughs> that's such a funny idea. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that what you're touching on here is this idea where um, you're right, like a lot of us feel like we do need to be connected, but it's a I feel like we're trying to straddle a fence because you don't want to be so immersed that you're feeling like you're never really in the moment. Um, and I think that one of the biggest downsides, in my opinion, with phones is that you pick it up for a notification and then you just spend like another three to five minutes on it because you're, you know, it's like, that's what it does. It draws you in, it kind of sucks you in. And then before you know it, so much of your time is sort of just being wasted in those minutes of sort of, you know, getting sucked into it because you went in there for one thing. And I think that one of the reasons why the Apple Watch is, uh, is really compelling is that it helps to sort of alleviate that. But just as you mentioned, there are limitations with that. You know, calls, for example, is a really good one. And I think for me, like, uh, I've been thinking about this idea of, you know, what what is the future for wearable technology? And I think one of this uh, one of these first phases of it will be unbundling specific use cases into peripheral devices you know hence your name periphery i think that's a yes. great name for your company um, you. because i think that this is really interesting to me because it gets at this idea of you're not necessarily trying to convince the market this is an alternative for anything um, it's a it's a add on to it. And it's a, um, it's, it's a way to augment your current, call it like your technology lifestyle where maybe you're not really wanting to, you know, take your phone out and, and answer calls that way. So you have these smart earrings that you really rely on for three things. Maybe, you know, you like to use a voice assistant uh, in some capacity. You like to, you know, call up directions or you like to order an Uber. Um, you like to check the weather, whatever that might be. Uh, you like to uh, receive your phone calls that way. And then you like to stream music, you know? So it's like those three things that you do for this device, mm -hmm. I think is really interesting because it gets at this idea that you can still have your phone, but it starts to create scenarios where you don't need to have your phone with you all the time. And I think that you know, what you're doing by targeting 
fashionable females is a is a subset that I think that would be pretty attractive to. Yes, I mean we use the sneaker analogy that sneakers come in all styles and price points and brands and there's a lot of excitement each time a new style drops but they're not right for every situation. There are times when a woman will want a stylish or a formal pair of shoes. So, you know, one can have a closet full of Samsung Galaxy Buds and Bose SoundSport and JBL and Jabra. Mm-hmm. But if you're a woman, you will want periphery at your ears or something equivalent because you don't want something near your face that doesn't work with the rest of your ensemble. So, so that's how we sort of decided that we had, that there was room for more than just the standard earbuds. I absolutely love the sneaker analogy. I think that is such a good analogy to apply to this context because, you know, I think that this idea of having multiple devices is intriguing. So you'd have, you know, you mentioned like three different devices there. So maybe you're a big Samsung user. You have your Galaxy Buds that you use during the day. You use those when you commute to work. You use them in the office. But then, you know, this is where I think these situational devices and this opportunity for these situational devices becomes really interesting because say that it's a Friday night, you've become dependent. Again, use the trajectory of where this is going, right? So we're not necessarily saying like today, but in like two to three years, as people become more and more comfortable with relying on an earworn device to do certain functions, I think it's fair to say that some people will want that in all situations. But where the you know where this kind of breaks down is, I don't necessarily want to be wearing AirPods or Galaxy Buds or whichever you know sort of like my day to day device. I don't want to be wearing those on a Friday night. And I can imagine if you're you know this like a fashionable uh, female that you know it's a Friday night and you you still want to be able to have that uh, functionality because you know like you want to order an Uber and you don't want to be like call, pulling your phone out to you know be able to receive a audio message, you know, from your iPhone. Um, But I think that this idea of having a sort of like a secondary device that functions as a situational device uh, and, and, you know, these situational devices might be some people's main device too, but I do think that's an interesting idea. And I think the sneaker analogy is so well said there because you think about shoes and it's the same thing where I wear a certain type of shoe when I go out into the office. And then when it's, you know, I go to a nice restaurant, I obviously wear a different shoe there. Yeah. In fact, whenever I look at these uh, red carpet occasions and they're all happening right now, and you see these women posing in these gorgeous gowns, mm-hmm. you cannot see them in AirPods or <laughs> you know, equivalent. I mean, so I always think like this is absolutely the right place for them to be connected so they can get messages. So they know exactly where to go and when to go. And even somebody on the dance floor, I mean, you want to be connected, you know, if your parents are calling you, if you're a young woman. So it's something that I think has a place for sure. I agree. And I think that the, like, I know my mom has a Fitbit and uh, so do a few of my aunts and they all wear jewelry on top of it to sort of mask it so that it's more fashionable. And I think one of the things that you said right at the beginning that really caught my attention was that, so it's like a two piece, uh, it's like a two part um, device. You have the tech module and then you have the earring that goes on top of it. And it sounds like you can interchange the earring on there. So you can have, you know, sort of like a multitude of uh, different designs that you can be wearing for this one device. Is that correct? 
Yeah, so one of the questions we got right away in the beginning from our customers was, I really don't want to wear the same earring all the time. It's, it's too much of a commitment, especially with earrings. Mm-hmm. So we put in a lot of thought into how do you make it very easy for them to interchange the fronts. Um, so the tech module actually has a stem and a speaker portion and the portion that houses the electronics. And the stem has a hole in it. And that hole is what you feed the post of the earring through. So it's a very, very simple way of interchanging the tech module between the mm-hmm. earrings. And also the um, speaker portion, it hovers over the ear canal. So it's not really sitting inside the ear. And that is something that was really important to our demographic. I mean, most of our future customers said we don't like the idea of something sitting inside the ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a little gross when you take out a ear, but you, know, you have all the lint on it and that, that bothers people. And, and also the, um, the fact that they wanted to be able to hear ambient sounds, like safety is important. And being able to hear what's going on around you is important to them. So we designed it so that we don't even have to worry about a transparency mode. Um, it's, it's open here, much like Bose's frames. Um, something that I like about them is the fact that you can hear, um, you know, what's going on around you. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, this idea of different form factors for different, you know, it's almost like different strokes for different folks. Like people, I think really, um, what, what excites me about hearables is that if a lot of the functionality gets commoditized in a capacity where um, I think that, you know, if, if you can stream a podcast with any type of device, if you can, uh, you know, if you can communicate with a voice assistant with any type of device, if you can, um, you know, call up uh, an Uber, you know, like I just think that certain functionalities are going to become universal. And what is really intriguing about that to me is that it really does then allow for the hardware to be differentiated in a lot of different ways. And so I think that what's so cool about this is that you're giving people options. Uh, you know, it's not a one size fit all thing. And, it, and it's not like, okay, I don't want to, you know, and it goes beyond just like, wearing an earring versus wearing an earbud, you're saying like, well, this is an open ear thing. You know, it's not actually going inside of your ear canal. And so I think that what's cool about this is the more variety, the better, because I do think that this idea of having just like that kind of small little computer right up by your ear in that port into your, into your mind is going to be really, really compelling for people. And I think that if you give them a wide variety of options that they can participate in that uh, sort of, you know, that th- that way in which you, you know, I guess like organize your technology. I-, I do think that's really compelling. And I think it's cool that we're starting to see from companies like yours more variety in terms of what that device actually can look like and, and how it actually sort of resides on your body. I agree the, with the commoditization that's happening with technology. I think all of the earbuds will probably have the same level of ease of pairing and the same Mm -hmm. frequency profiles and all. So ultimately the consumer's preference will be about brand desirability and self-expression. So there's room for several different options in terms of what people buy for their hearables. Yeah, I totally agree. So with Periphery, can you share a little bit about, you know, sort of like where you are? I know that you're a startup. I know that you're in some of the different, you know, you've gone through some of the initial startup phases, um, but can you share with us sort of the status of where you guys are? And then I'm really curious to hear 
sort of like the broader vision of what you're seeing, um, you know, kind of like periphery evolving into? Um, so very quickly, we made our good enough prototype, our MVP, and we uh, made a short production run. We put them in the hands of our paying customers. And uh, it was interesting. The initial feedback we got was overwhelmingly positive. Our customers were, you know, they, they said this is insane that something like this works because we hadn't shown them what the module is, how it works. And they had not been able to visualize, you know, what shape it is and how it works. So initially, of course, they were thrilled with it. Uh, we got absolutely no feedback, but as they used it and the novelty wore off, uh, you know, wore off, they got back to us with some of the minor issues. One was that my ear canal is not uh, exactly where the speaker is. Mm. So for us, that was a very simple change. Instead of one hole on the stem of the post, we made three holes. So you could adjust it up and down depending on where oh, the ear okay. canal was. So as we got the feedback, we changed things. At some point, they reached the point where they started comparing us to the AirPods, which is the best-selling hearable right now. <laughs> yeah. so that was good and that was bad. It was good because they want us to be there because they see us as an alternative. Um, the bad news is that now we have to be as good as Apple AirPods in terms of audio quality and ease of pairing, uh, which brings us to where we are now. We are just starting to look for funding because we need it now. Until now, it was conscious it, it was a conscious decision for us to not get VC funding. We self-funded. Mm. But now, because we want to be a serious player in hearables, we are going to look for a VC who is right for us. I mean, the VC firm has to have the right roller decks. They have to believe in hearables and they have to be able to really get us there. Um, we're also talking to some of the big manufacturers in the space and uh, we may have a partnership brewing, but I'll Exciting. talk more about it once it happens, maybe <laughs> early summer. Um, in terms of where hearables are headed, I think hearables are just getting started. Like we've barely gotten past where smart assistants are used to set timers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been talking on your, um, in some of the episodes about all the healthcare potential. There is yeah. so much that can be done at the years. The strong blood supply in the years, and also because they are a fixed distance away from the heart, there's so much better a place to get blood pressure as opposed to the wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, mental, yeah, mental wellness is another big one. The hearables have your ear, so you can have anxiety control. We have a voice that calms you down, say, if it detects a high pulse rate. So you have your own personalized whisperer. Like you were saying, you have you know, access to a person's mind, pretty much. Um, contextual information, that's something else that you've talked about on your episodes. You know, all hearables are going to have a role in this. Mm -hmm. um, from a retail point of view, we're really excited that hearables interacting with store beacons, they can be your personal sales assistant. So they can yep. walk you to the store, find things for you. But the biggest one for us, I think is augmented reality. I mean, that is something that's gonna be huge in retail and education and entertainment. And I think hearables are the perfect companion for smart earrings and for all uh, hearables because they have, you need the sound component with augmented reality. And these two technologies together, I think are going to be huge. And we hope that we will integrate many of these into our earrings. I could not agree with you more. And you know, it's so cool. I'm, I'm so glad that you like touched on all of those different things at the end, because I think that there's a tendency, um, you know, to think about this stuff and think, uh, well, you know, okay, am I really going to wear um, a, like, I'm going to, am I really going to own two hearables? You know, am I really going to have like, multiple devices? Am I going to buy a secondary device that I would use in a situational setting? 
And when you start to really lay out all of these different things, you know, really like the bigger potential of where this is going. And I think you're spot on. I think from a hardware standpoint, hearables are really, really young. And I think from a software utility standpoint, we're truly at the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I think that as voice assistants and all of the different use cases that will stem from the data that can be collected from there, you know, both your biological, physiological data, but also emotional data, um, I think you get into these really, really interesting things. Then you layer on all of the Bluetooth technology, you know, all the developments that are happening around the wireless technology and the, you know, the AR possibilities of that, beacons that can be in retail outfits that, you know, if you have this device that's up by your ear, that's feeding you insight into where you are in a retail store. If you're in a shopping mall, it's like giving you promotional insight around things that you need and it has that contextual understanding of you. Truly, we are at the beginning of, I think, a really exciting phase of this. And I think what's so cool is like what you're doing is I think is you're creating, you're, you're growing the, uh, it's like the playing field almost of like people that would feel compelled to enter into this because I can guarantee, and I know that you would know this better than anyone, but there are probably a lot of like fashionistas out there that, you know, they're not really, maybe they might be intrigued by the premise, but they don't necessarily like the idea of like wearing AirPods around all the time. So you give them this alternative. And I think a lot of this goes for, you know, other devices out there too, where, you're enabling more and more people to kind of like get in on the game. And I think that's so cool because as this all really matures, I do think it's going to become more and more compelling to the point where you're going to have lots of people saying, yeah, of course I want to have all of that awesome functionality that I get maybe through my, you know, Samsung galaxy buds when I go and I commute to work, but it's Friday night. I don't really, I want to be wearing these things passively. Like I just want to wear my earrings that also provide me with a level of the utility that I've become so accustomed to. There's something that I think you had tweeted or somebody else had. Um, hearables aren't their thing. They get you to their thing. <laughs> Carl Thomas, yes. <laughs> okay. You know, I love that statement. But I have to say that with smart earrings, I hope they will also be their thing. That For people sure. buy them simply because they're smart earrings and also they get you their thing. So it becomes like <laughs> both. Yes. Well, I, I, I think it's really exciting what you all are doing. I'm rooting for you guys. I hope that, um, you know, this all pans out for you because I think it's a really cool idea. And I think that, um, you know, this idea of inclus being more inclusive and, and, and designing for different subsets of users, I think is really important. I like the idea of having variety. I like, I love the vision of a hearables future, but I like the idea of there being a whole lot of variety uh, personalization, people expressing themselves through them. And I think you're at the forefront of all this. So very, very cool stuff. Thank you, Dave. This was such a joy. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much, Pretty, for joining me today. And thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end. We will chat with you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.